Hi, I'm Melanie. And I'm Malia. And you're listening to the White Dress Optional Podcast by Brilliant Bridal. Life before, during, and after your wedding is full of options, and we are here to help. Hello, Malia. How are you today? Great. Hey, Mel. Um, We have a super fun interview today. Um, Kind of, you know, all of the fun, fluffy things that we all like to talk about in wedding land. Um, I have been, I went, I went to a wedding this spring, a family wedding. Have you had any recent wedding guest experience? Yes. I got to be a guest at a wedding, which was so nice. Um, my brother got married, uh, over the summer in my sister's backyard. And when I say sister's Ooh. backyard, we're not talking like cute, like little. We're talking about like 120 people in a backyard. But it was oh lovely. Was there anything at the wedding that was like unique to the couple or I don't know, like super trendy or something that they were incorporating with their day? You know, they had uh, the bride's dad made these like two pieces of wood and they like leaned in on each other and they kind of looked like mountains. I live in Colorado Mm -hmm. and then it had like the mountains in the background. And then the, it was actually like brought into the ceremony about how like two boards leaning against each other. One can't stand without the other. It was like very cute and beautiful. I like that. That's Um, so like sentimental. It was really like really thoughtful through the whole thing. Like everything was like very thought out from start to finish, which I really appreciated. Um, yeah, the bride wore two dresses. She looked Ooh. phenomenal. We do and love a two dress wedding. I do too. <laughs> um, tell me about the wedding you went to in the spring. Yeah. My niece got married in the spring and I live in Phoenix area. So, um, this was at the desert botanical garden, which was just could not have been a more beautiful, like desert venue. Um, in the spring, it was lovely. We danced, we partied, got to play that like, you know, crazy old aunt role, you know, and just had a good time. It was, it was awesome. The but the best. cactus, like everything, you know, deserts have been kind of trending for a while in weddings or in engagement shoots. And so everything about that was just really on point and really cool. So we had a great time. So we are clearly talking about weddings today on the white dress optional podcast. Uh, and we have with us Charity Turner of Sunflower Events Co. Hey, Charity. Hello. She is going to be talking to us today, sharing kind of from her perspective as a wedding planner, events coordinator, what is trending for 2024 weddings. So we're just going to get into some fun, fun stuff today. Um, we'll talk a little bit about too, you know, things don't always change super fast in the wedding world. So what are maybe some things that have been around for a while that you can still plan on if it's something that you've seen on Pinterest and you really want in your wedding that it's not going anywhere. Um, so Charity, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So let's jump in. Tell us what you're seeing, what you're loving. What do you got? Yeah. So a couple of trends that I've been seeing lately um, are like seated bridal parties. Um, That's where people still walk down the aisle, but instead of standing at the front, they sit down 
And then it's all about just the bride and groom and they can enjoy, everyone can focus on the bride and groom and just look at them and just have it be all about their day. So they're not even necessarily seated at the front. They're literally seated in with the rest of the wedding guests. Yes, definitely. Okay. Nobody needs a groomsman to pass out because he locked (laughs) his knees and to like, I mean, the number of times that I've been at a wedding, you'd be like, don't knock your, lock your knees. Here's some water behind you. Like, it's not about you. I'm sorry you weren't ready for today. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. It can be very distracting for sure. Sometimes people, you know, are fidgeting, looking around and you're distracted by the people instead of the bride and groom whose attention it should all be about. Yeah. That is a very good point. Now, I wonder in those situations, are we still doing like the fancy like bridal party entrances for the reception? You know, is there any part that we're, you know, still kind of featuring the bridal party or is the bridal party thing just really starting to take a back seat? No, we definitely still feature the bridal party and the reception. It's just the ceremony focuses more on the bride and groom which I think is so relevant because that's their moment to shine. It's usually like only 20, 30 minutes long. And so why not give them the 20, 30 minutes? Right. Absolutely. Okay. So great. Seated bridal parties. Um, What is next? So something we've been seeing a lot lately is like a pop of color or some pattern or something just to bring some fun and adventure to the wedding. Um, A lot lately, it's been like, the sage greens, the blushes, and the whites, just keeping it really soft and pastel-y. But now they're wanting more color and adventure and fun, just something to like kind of spark people's interest and kind of focus towards everybody else. So it's, it's really fun. Okay. So what this makes me think of right now is like the Barbie pink that is everywhere. I don't know. Maybe that's like so aggressive for a wedding, but, but yeah. Yeah. For my wedding, the only thing that was hot pink was my bouquet. Like I was like dead set on like, I wanted a vibrant pink bouquet, like bright pink, like not, not pastel, bright pink. And so I had like this like bright and then nothing else, nothing else was that color. Everything else was black, white, and green, but like, except for my bouquet. Cause I was like, you know what? It's my bouquet. I don't, what, what are you going to do with black, white, and green? I could do greenery, <laughs> but that wasn't my, that's not my vibe. Um, so maybe I was, you know, maybe the trend's coming back. You know what I'm saying? Cause I got right. married a million years ago. Where are you seeing the pattern? Cause I really like that idea. Like, are we seeing pattern bridesmaids dresses or where is that coming into play? Yeah, we definitely see it a lot more in bridesmaids dresses as well as, you know, napkins or the um, Mm. linens. So we'll see a lot of the pattern just just a bit, just where it's not overwhelming, but you just notice it and you're like, oh, that's kind of nice. Okay, cool. I think a lot of it also like goes to the fact that we're kind of in like that 80s era kind of coming back. And so we have like the bright colors, the neon colors. And so everyone wants a little pop of color. Yeah, no, that's a good point. There is in pop culture, lots of eighties, nineties vibes, you know, neon saved by the bell graphics, um, which is probably again, aggressive for a wedding, but weddings do tend to mimic pop culture with maybe like a bit of a lag. Like, do you see that, that, wedding trends 
are maybe a year or two behind like pop culture trends? Yeah, definitely. I've noticed that a lot. Even um, for example, like I have like four weddings upcoming and they're all choosing that song Fools Rush In from Crazy Rich Asians. Now that movie's five years old and people are still loving that song. And I'm like, it's five years old, but sure, we could do it. Yeah, interesting. Okay, great. Uh, what else are you seeing for 2024? This one's probably obvious, but wedding guest counts. It used to be that okay. you wanted to invite everyone to your wedding. Inflation has changed. Mm-hmm. The average cost of a wedding is now like 285 per person. And it used to be 185. So it's gone up Ooh. quite a bit. And because of that, people are doing smaller weddings, but more intentional, inviting people to them that they know will come and want to come, close friends, close families, and just having that um, more intimate moment. I've talked to a couple couples recently who their rule is both couples had to have met the guest. So it can't be like, well, your distant friend that I haven't met this whole time we've been dating can't come to the wedding, which I think is a really interesting thing, but a good way to cut down that guest count um, if you're trying to save some money because it has gotten just more expensive. Yeah. And it, it makes me think too, you know, for so long there's been, you know, well, what about mom's second cousin once removed that like, you know, and, and it, like, why does that person need to be at my wedding? I don't, I don't know. So that that's encouraging to me that it's becoming more intentional. Yeah. I think it's a great thing too, because a lot of the times you're like, who is this person? How are we related to them? I don't even, I've never even met them. And so you right. just, you want to spend the time with the people that you actually know and love. So. And truthfully, if you're thinking, you know, in terms of being a wedding guest too, it's expensive to be a wedding guest, especially if there's travel involved. So if you feel obligated to attend a wedding of a distant family member or a colleague or, you know, whatever, it almost relieves some pressure from guests as well to not have to, you know, make the expense of going to a wedding that, you know, but you also, if you're invited and you can make it, like, you don't want to say no. So maybe it's like good for both. All right. What about in like the realm of wedding attire? Because, you know, that's kind of what we do here. (laughs) Um, What are you seeing on your end in terms of wedding attire, both for, you know, bridegroom, wedding party guests, maybe even like, what are we seeing there? Yeah. So with the smaller guest count, I've noticed that brides and grooms still want to have that elegant wedding and so a lot of the times for the, at least their guests, they're going to want like a semi-formal, maybe even formal attire, um, just to make it feel still special, even though they have a smaller guest count. Um, and then also with the brides, I've noticed that we all know the two dress combos, very popular right now, switching out your dresses. So I've noticed a lot of times people will do uh, two pieces. And so that way they don't only have to switch out their bottom half. And they don't have to worry about the top half and they can sure. still have that on. Um, so, yeah. And then with the more formal attire, you've noticed a lot more of the guys doing like the black, black suits, black tux, you know, just something mm-hmm. just more classic. Um, and it used to be like, I know from my wedding, it was suspenders and, you know, t-shirts and bow ties or whatever it was just like more casual (laughs) but now it's changed a little bit more you know formal which is nice yeah yeah 
I mean, you only see these people once every, I mean, if they're family or close friends, you might see them regularly, but if people are coming old college roommates or, you know, people you're only going to see every couple of years, it is kind of nice to get all dolled up for a fun night. All right. Any other areas that you're really seeing for like new trends for 2024 or things that we should be on the lookout for? Yeah. So, uh, digital or digital photo books, that's a huge thing or digital guest books. Uh, we're so much in the technology age and people are using that to their advantage. So they'll have a QR code where people mess or scan the QR code and then upload all their photos for the evening, which is great because then they have something tangible they can look at on their honeymoon. used to be back in the day, wedding hashtags. You would combine the wedding hashtags, your name, your spouse's name, and kind of come up with something fun. But people want something more tangible that they can actually have and have for like a long time. And so I've noticed that digital photo book is a huge thing right now. That is a very cool concept. So it's not just you're searching, you know, all of the socials for your hashtag. There's actually a platform that the guests are putting their photos on and it populates a a photo book for you. That's super cool. Uh, It shows you how old I am that it took me a while to understand that concept. Um, But I'm with you. I'm with you now. I mean, to be fair, hashtags were not even in like existence um, when I got married. So it's really interesting how the, you know, trends do change. Um, but really they move kind of slowly. And we see that on the dress side, you know, a dress will be popular for quite a few seasons, but is that the same in terms of what you're seeing too in wedding planning? Like, are there some things that we have been doing for a couple of years now that you think are going to still continue into 2024 and beyond? Yeah, definitely. I've noticed, well, photo booths have become very popular and they've been popular for, I want to say like 10 years probably. Um, But now it's almost like a guarantee that a photo booth is going to be at your wedding. And if you don't have a photo booth, it's kind of like, uh, (laughs) where's the photo booth? Photo booths <laughs> photo booths aren't going anywhere. Um, they're still popular. People want something that they can take home um, and remember the night as well. So, it's, and it's fun for the bride and groom to look over all those photos. Did you have a photo booth, Malia, at your wedding? No, no, I'm too old for that nonsense. No, we definitely didn't. It did you cool. have burlap at your wedding? You know what? I, I didn't. I actually did have patterned tablecloths on like every other table. But Ooh. no, I didn't do burlap either. I'm in between. I was in between, you know, the, <laughs> yeah. the burlap and the photo booths. Yeah, I feel like the last couple of weddings I've been to as well, the photo booths have been um, like open air, you know, or not like what they used to be initially, which was like some company would haul in an actual like photo booth that you used to see at the malls, which are also dead now. <laughs> Um, I feel like it's a lot more like open air. You can get a big group in there. They've got props, like that kind of vibe. Yeah, definitely. It's changed it a little bit from how it used to be, but it's still like fun. You can squeeze in probably like 20 people if you wanted to and everyone gets a fun prop to wear. Yeah, it's definitely a fun thing for sure. Yeah. 
I love that. Okay. What else are some holdovers that like we've been seeing for a while and maybe are like continuing or, or like you said, with a photo booth, kind of like same, but evolving a little bit. Yeah. So, um, dramatic ceiling installations. So I'm sure you guys have seen all the like floral installations above the tables or as you're walking down the aisle, um, those aren't going anywhere. Um, in fact, they're actually just adding more color to them, maybe changing them up a bit, um, adding more fairy lights just to make them a little more dramatic and still fun for everyone to see. Now question, because to your point about, you know, wedding costs, like those seem pretty expensive. Is there ways that people are doing that and creating that same environment in more affordable ways? Or is that something in your wedding budget where you're just like, no, if I am hell bent on a ceiling installation, like it's going to be a cost that I'm going to have to, you know, fork out for. They are not cheap for sure, but they are beautiful. Um, But I have seen a lot of people do DIY um, for those. So they'll get, go to Hobby Lobby and maybe get some faux flowers and put them in like a, you know, the floral um, foam and just kind of create that same look. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's usually, I would say a quarter of the price if you do that. Okay. So there are some like, DIY cost-effective options if you feel like you've got the creativity and the time to make it happen. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, Anything else that you feel is like we're still going to be seeing for a bit? Yeah, signature cocktails. Mm. Those became pretty popular, I want to say, probably like five years ago. Um, His and her cocktails or a specialty cocktail. I've even seen like, this is my mom's cocktail or whatnot. Um, (laughs) But those have been super popular and they're still not going to go anywhere because everyone knows a good party has some drinks and, you know, you got to have some fun. And with the signature cocktails, it makes it fun. Everyone wants to at least try them. And why not try them if it's the bride's favorite or the groom's favorite? And like piggybacking on the, you know, uh, affordability aspect, that is an affordable way to add like a, a cocktail to your wedding, right? Because you're not, you can have a full bar, but you could also just go the route of we're only having these signature drinks and it could potentially really bring your drink costs down. Yeah. I've seen a lot where people just do the beer and wine and then signature drinks and it cuts yeah. back cost a ton. So that's yeah. a great way to save money. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Last but not least, we've seen a lot of this. And I think this is, again, like kind of a holdover from pop culture, but like guest entertainment. So what are some of the things that you're seeing in in those regards? I know if, if you're like on TikTok and it can be as lavish as like, I saw one recently that literally looked like Cirque du Soleil was at this wedding, you know, which was obviously like, Verbougie. Um, but what are some like, you know, common people things that we're starting to see in terms of that? Yes, I did see something like that as well on TikTok and I was very shocked by it. But um, <laughs> most people tend to still lean towards like the lawn games. I've seen those. I've seen mm-hmm. people bring in casino games for fun for Ooh. the guest. Um, also, dessert bars or candy bars, those are still really popular because then like a little bit of a treat for everyone um but yeah 
Um, as far as guest entertainment, that's probably the biggest ones I've seen that are still going to be around. Um, yeah, if you want to go lavish, you can get the Cirque du Soleil, but you know, most people can't (laughs) do that. Right. Right. Um, is the entertainment kind of like peppered throughout? Are we seeing that? Or I know that the wedding that I was, my niece's wedding that I went to, they had, um, during the cocktail hour, like live music, um, that was kind of part of the entertainment. Are we seeing it during just, you know, the reception and, or is it kind of like being peppered throughout or are there key moments where they're trying to give guests something to do? Yeah, I would say definitely during cocktail hour, you need the guests to be entertained as the bride and groom are taking all their photos and they always think it's going to take like 30 minutes for photos, but it always takes longer. Photos usually take an hour or an hour and a half. And so you need to keep the guests entertained during that time. And so I've seen a lot of entertainment during that moment. And then also at the end of the wedding, because people want people to stay till the end. And so usually they'll have something to look forward to. Be like, hey, just so you know, this is coming up or whatnot. So that people can be like, oh, I should stay a little bit longer. I mean, who wants to leave a wedding early? I am. <laughs> I know. I'm there till the end, till they're like turning off the lights. That's a good time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Anything else that you would like to share about wedding trends or anything that you're seeing in terms of, you know, good old holdovers? I mean, thank God burlap's gone, but there's got to be like a modern day equivalent to burlap that's still going to hang around for a while. I think the biggest thing right now is people are all about the candles. I've seen taper candles, the boat of candles, hurricane candles. Something about a candle just screams elegance and people want that elegance. And so I've seen where people will mix and match candles and it just looks gorgeous, especially with a lot of our venues being outside nowadays. People want that like darkness, but then the candle lit all around, which is gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's very cozy. brings that element in for sure. Okay, but here's a warning. At my niece's wedding, there were candles on the table. And I don't want to say it was my table where this happened, um, but it was. And we, <laughs> we accidentally set something on fire it was like the bread basket had a linen in it and the bread was all gone there was still a linen in the basket somehow the linen and the candle met in the middle of the speeches and all of a sudden in the middle of this wedding we're like throwing a flaming basket on the ground and like dumping our water on it so candles great word to the wise just make sure they are without out of range of flammable items because then it becomes a distraction. Nobody wants that. Um, well, thank you so much, Charity, for being with us and for bringing some of these ideas and trends. Hopefully, if you are still in the wedding planning phase, this gives you some things either to new ideas or just to know that what you have been planning you're still in in the sweet spot. It's not going to be out of style. It's not going to be out of taste. Like your guests aren't going to be bored with it. Um, I think that's really helpful for couples to know too. Um, So Charity, you're based in the Phoenix metro area. If anyone is looking for wedding planning, wedding coordination, where can they find you and connect with you? 
Yeah, you can either find me on my website, which is sunflowereventscompany.com, or you can find me on Instagram, which is sunflower underscore events co. So yeah, either way, it's easy. I mean, we're digital age, so Instagram's easy. Um, websites are easy, whatever works. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we will see you all next time on the next episode of the White Dress Optional Podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the White Dress Optional Podcast. We will be here every Wednesday. Remember, you can follow us everywhere on social at Brilliant Bridal. You can also email us at podcast at brilliantbridal.com. And as always, we would love it if you would leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you.